sorry. Hey, everybody. It is Dave and Jeff. It is November 1st, 2022. Dave, these back-to-back shows, I get so excited. (laughs) I get all jittery. What if I'm out of material? Oh, my goodness. I don't know what to do. Everybody's like, are you going back in? Hey, you know what? How about Dave and I make the decisions? Okay? Okay? How about everybody just stop, take the pressure down, and uh, where we go? Yeah, it gets to be a little wild because I mentioned tomorrow night my son's turned 15. Yeah. Does it seem like fast 15, long 15? What does it feel like? You know what, man? It was funny, and I, we'll talk a little bit about this. Um, I It's very easy for me to flash back 15 years ago. Yeah. Because before Josh was born, Dave, and, and you were much younger when you became a dad than I was. 22. God damn. When when you become a dad and everybody out there, and I, I, I just don't feel like moms go through the same thing that dads go through. In this, get killed, dude. You better clean this up. I will. Okay. Because I think moms, for the most part, know that they're ready for the job. They know they can handle being a mom. And for dads... Were you at 22 going, what the fuck am I getting myself into? I, was I felt super, so overmatched. I know. You too. I know. I remember all the conversations we had in the radio. You had them with everybody. That was the best. Yeah. You would come, you'd be like, this is really difficult. And then yeah. you'd run over to Chainsaw. You'd say it at Costa. Well, you said it to everybody in the building. Man, this is really tough. Well, and they were in the NICU. Yeah. I mean, that was the crazy thing. How long were they in the NICU for? Uh, let's see. They were born uh, November 2nd. Cade came home December 5th. Okay. My mom's birthday. And Jack, because he's a pain in the ass and couldn't come home for Christmas, Dan Williams, remind him of this. He came home uh, December 26th. Yeah. But the problem is, and, and we joke about it, anybody who's ever been involved in the NICU, man, I'm, I'm telling you the nurses and the doctors that work in those NICUs are incredible because yeah. it's a very small room. It's incubators. It's very, very tiny babies. I mean, you see my son Jack now. He was uh, two pounds. I think he was like two and three quarter pounds when he was born. And and we've done, like, we'll go to Vaughn's and there'll be like ground beef or something that's three pounds. I'm like, dude, pick that up. That's bigger than you when you were born. <laughs> and Cade was, uh, I think, three pounds and a quarter. Yeah. And, but... The reality of the NICU is you see families that come in. It's a very tight community. And there are families that don't leave with their baby. Yeah. And that's incredibly difficult to see and emotional. And and so, yeah, when, when Cade was in there five weeks and Jack was in there longer than that, whatever that, just under eight, I mean, you see that a handful of times, it changes you because you realize that could have easily been us. Yeah. But, um, but no, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think back to, <clears throat> they were, we talked about it, October 30th, uh, my wife and I, not, there had been no complications. We went to a routine doctor's appointment and we were going to go see Jersey Boys and we're laughing and joking. And a doctor said to us on that day, um, you're not going anywhere. You're not leaving the hospital until the babies are born. And then the lady said to me, I'm just letting you know, I don't know that baby B makes it through the night, which is my son, Jack. And she said, and I don't know if your wife will make it through the night. And so when you've never, you've had zero complications, you've gone through the emotion of thinking, 
we're going to have a baby. Three weeks later, you're finding out you're having two babies. The idea of the finances and everything else to the point of thinking one of the kids may die and the mom may die. And they're saying we're going to pump steroids into the livers of the babies. And we're in this small room. It's just me and Vita. Brush fires are going on in San Diego. We're watching this little TV. And we had to watch this one monitor. And I, I, Dave, I don't remember what the number was. But if a heartbeat, I think, got below 63, I think was the number. And if it got below 63, they were immediately going into surgery and the babies were going to be born. The goal was to get 48 hours from, or 72 hours from the 30th with the idea of being born on November 2nd. So we didn't sleep. Like, we didn't sleep for three days. We just sat there and watched it in this room. And it's anybody, I mean, I heard it two weeks ago. Dave, you've been in the hospital. You know that sound. It's just that beep, yeah, beep. And you're hearing it times two. You're hearing Cade's heartbeat. You're hearing Jack's heartbeat. And by November 1st, it was like, okay, I think we're going to make it. But they were born via C-section. So it was, yeah, I think 1.30 on November 2nd. And uh, so we, we realized that we were there. And they wheeled her in. And then you go into that waiting room, right? And you go into that room and they give you the scrubs and you're sitting there. Man, it felt like I was in that room for an hour. Yeah. And it's just you in isolation. And uh, they came and got me. And the doctor was very funny. and Or one of the assistants, I guess maybe one of the nurses, said, hey, your wife's struggling a little bit because she was numb from the neck down. And I always, I've talked to her about that. I'm like, there's no way I could do that. Yeah, like, my wife it, freaked out. She panicked. And and she did too, but it it had an impact on her almost like she was intoxicated. Okay. And so I go in and uh, she's kind of crying. And so the doctor was like, he's telling me with a gesture, Vita can't see him. It's okay. It's okay. So I'm like, what's going on? So I sit down and she says, everybody hates me. She I'm said like, that? Yes. And they're dying, right? And they go, this happens all the time. I go, they don't hate you. They're only telling you that. They all hate me. And so the doctor's like, keep her talking, keep her talking. So I I was like, I started asking. I go, uh, they said to me, hey, how many kids do you have? I said, oh, this is first. They're like, oh, it's pretty exciting. So I said, has anybody ever passed out in here? Because <laughs> I said, if I pass out and take a header, this is not going to be good. And the guy doing Jesus the Christ. doing the anesthesia, yeah, he said, yeah, I got a little lightheaded. I go, what are you doing? You work here. And I go, guys start crying in here. And the same guy, oh, I cried. I go, boy, oh, boy. I go, you're keeping the bar pretty low for me here. So then, um, you know, when the baby's born via C-section, they're like, okay, you ready to go? And man... Uh, how many of you guys remember that moment the first time when you stand up and they they brought Kate out? Yeah. And they brought him out. And the doctor goes, uh, but he was so tiny, man. And I wanted to cut the cord. Oh, you did? No, I wanted to with Cade. Yeah. And they said, um, they said, we got to get him. We got to get him into the incubators. Yeah. We got to get him in. We got to get 
IVs in him. I mean, Dave, he's not even the size of your from. I mean, if you went from the tip of your ring finger to probably, you know, a little bit up your forearm, that's he was that tiny. And so the doctor said, what do you, what do you think? I said, that, that was pretty cool. Let's do it again. And the nurse goes, oh, there's lots of parents that have two kids or three kids. And the doctor goes, he's talking about baby B. And she's like, oh, okay. So again, we're laughing. Vita's still like, you know, I'm open mic night. I'm Dustin Nickerson. <laughs> and she's like, they all hate me. I'm like, you're doing great. And then, uh, and next thing you know, Baby B, man, they're like, here we go. And they were very good as far as protecting me from seeing anything I yeah. didn't want to see. And then my man Jack. And that one, I mean, Cade knows. Cade knows what he means. But when Jack's not going to make it, and there he is, tough as shit at two and a half pounds, and they let me cut Jack's cord. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and so that man, was... And I had no desire to cut the cord. Oh, I wanted, I wanted to. I wanted to do yeah. it for both of them. Yeah, and my, my sister-in-law, Mary, did it. I didn't know She I, did? Yeah, she did it for Jake. She didn't do it. No one did it for Josh. Josh Josh was a kind of a situation like yours. It was yeah. super scary. Yeah. But they were like, all of a sudden, everything was going great to mm -hmm. neither one's going to make it. Yeah, and, and, and it's... Yeah, man, it's pretty wild. But <clears throat> today, we found out KGB announced... That Dave Rickards and Chainsaw are retiring. Yeah. And Dave, you just mentioned it. At that time, Jack and Kate are in the NICU. I think it was right around your birthday, right around the 13th or the 14th, yeah. that we started that morning show on Extra. It's when Hacksaw was it there. It was on the 13th. It was right on my birthday. Yeah. So, I mean, they've been in the NICU for 10 days, dude. Vita and I are not sleeping. She's trying to recover from just giving birth. I'm stressed as fuck. We're, we're yeah, right. And I, I texted chainsaw today because, you know, his joke with me is I'm a palais guy. Yeah. I've always been a palais guy. And I texted him. I go, you go ahead and be a fucking palais guy. <laughs> All I'm telling you is Jack and Kate turned 15 tomorrow and chainsaw is how big is he? Six, seven. Dude, probably six, seven. He's tall. Yeah. Really tall. I don't think people realize how tall he is. Yeah. But the iHeart building, I was talking to Ernie Martinez about this today. The the iHeart building at that time, Jeff and Jer were on Star. Tony and Chris were on KSON. Chip Franklin was on Kogo. Dave and I were doing Extra. It was it was packed with uh, Mikey Show. All the, all the number one shows. Yeah, Mikey Show was on Rock 105. Yeah. And who who was on 933? Was it? It was Gina and somebody. Yeah. Well, they they were popular too, but it was yeah. all like all the top shows in San Diego were all in that same hallway. Right. And so Chainsaw would come over after our show. During our show. Always. He was coming during the breaks all the time. And Jeff Detrow would yeah. all the time too. Yeah. But but the thing from Jeff and Jer, and but the thing that I remember about Chainsaw, Costa really too. I texted Mike this today too. You Dave was great. Like anybody who knows, man, when your kids are in the NICU, it's fucking miserable. You're just miserable. And Chainsaw, being 6'7 or 6'8, he put his arm around me. Like Aaron, like Aaron Judge and Altuve walking yes. around the building. Yes, every fucking day. And Dave, we'd walk from engineering past Brian Main's studio, past the hip-hop studio, and I'd just say, 
I don't fucking think I'm ready for this. Dude, you said it for a long time. Like, yeah. I remember going, this guy's going to end up in Mexico. He's, yeah. We're never going to see Jeff oh, again. Oh, yeah. No, it wasn't. I how, was, many, how many times, be honest, how many times in the first year did you think, I don't think I can make it? 600. Yeah. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not even exaggerating. Yeah, I'm not either. Like every day, Costner is like, you think he's going to make it? No. <laughs> no. But <clears throat> Dave and Mike were great. But, but Chainsaw, every fucking day, we'd walk that building. Yeah. And he'd be like, you got this. You got this. So today... Uh, to see that they announced that right before Jack and Kate's yeah. birthday. I mean, they're actually retiring in December. Yeah, December 11th, I think they said, is the last day or something like that. Sure. <laughs> what do you mean? You don't think they're leaving? You I think, think they're leaving. Ploy for more money? It's not a ploy for more money. And I told Chainsaw to come <laughs> down and hang out. I'd love to have Rickards come down. I think Dave. He won't. He's going to do a podcast. Is he really? Yeah, Dave Rickards, man. I thought literally when Dave was done, Dave would be done. So when Palais and I started at KFMB, our program director was a guy named Dave Sniff, who, dude, I'd love to have Sniff in here, too, because he's so fucking funny and worked with everybody. And Sniff was great to us. When we really think about program directors. He was. One one bad day. But yes, he was. Yes. And so. Almost lost my house. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, when I asked him, are you sure we're going to be okay? I don't think he was in on anything. Yeah, but how about a fucking heads up? Like, I literally asked him as a friend. How about a heads up? Like, I literally bought my first real house. You're going to be fine. You just won show of the year. Oh, Remember, so-and-so has been in this building for seven years, and he's shit, and he's still here. Remember that line? Yes. (laughs) You should out the show. Um, Yeah, well, fucking A. So, Sniff had this move that we figured out. Pala and I cracked the Rubik's Cube. Yeah. And what Sniff would do is he would come into his office. He had a TV in his office. Yeah. And he'd wear a sport coat every day. And he'd put this sport coat over his chair. He'd turn his TV on, and then he'd disappear. Leave the door open. Leave the door open. So people, Dave and I fell for it all the time. You come by and go, oh, well, he must be here. TV's on. The sport coat's here. Well, we figured out. He's walking the building. Because it's a big building. He's in meetings. He's a program director. You're never going to go look for him. It's a pain in the ass. Not doing that. We're not invited into these meetings. Barely on at night. (laughs) So whether or not it was true, Dave and I went on the night show. We're fucking kids. We're like 28 and 30. And we're like, this guy, our boss. Yeah. We go, we know what he's doing. He's swinging his coat over his jacket and he's going to singing hills. Yeah, playing golf. Playing golf all day. Yeah. And we we play the golf sounder. Oh, whack. Yeah. Yeah. So then we say, hey, we got a meeting with Dave Sniff tomorrow. Oh, I don't probably, oh, whack. Oh, that'll probably get postponed. So fucking Rickards. Hold on, right there. The one line Sniff pulled on us after a few months. I didn't bust my. Wait, I'll get to that. <laughs> but is that what he uh, said yes, to us? Yes, I'll get to that. So the first thing that happens is Sniff plays golf with Rickards. Yeah. So the first part of the equation, I know where you're going. The first part of the equation, which meant a lot to us as we were trying to get figured out, and we didn't know him, Rickards put the word in for us and said to Sniff, I don't know who those guys are at night, but I like that show because they're funny as fuck. Yeah. And we were doing it, so Sniff calls and is like, hey, Rickards says you guys are doing a good job. So now we amp it up even more. Now we continue to fuck with Sniff, other than the fact he hung dave out to dry <laughs> almost lost my house he was he I mean, was, was great big, it was a big it was a big shot a big shot <laughs> so now we continue to fuck we start playing uh 
I'm not dumb. Yeah, like, for the, from the Godfather. Yeah, like everybody yeah, says. I, I was, I'm smart. <laughs> and I want respect. This is our boss. We We're playing this clip every night. <laughs> We're laughing. I'm not. I'm smart, and yeah. I want respect. <laughs> yeah, we're playing the golf sounder. Fuck, it's so stupid. We're so dumb, and we just think we're hysterical because Rickards likes it. We're playing. Yeah. I talked about Katie Mosier, who I love, being our audience of one, and then it became Rickards. Yeah. Well, we didn't realize that there were two other guys at Singing Hills that were listening to the show, and all of a sudden, Dave, what happened? Well, the part where, where Sniff got upset with me, a lot of times I was in the building before you. And yeah. so I didn't know if he said it to you or he said it to both of us, but he's like, I didn't bust my ass <laughs> in this business to get where I am today to have the guy that parks my car the laughing at me. At Singing Hills. Singing, say to me, yes. are you supposed to be here? <laughs> Dead serious. And I died laughing. I go, what? What do you mean, what? <laughs> don't say what. Like, you don't yeah, know? Yeah. And I'm in the chair just shaking. What happened? Oh what happened? God. Hey, asshole, I hear everything. I hear that stupid golf sound. <laughs> I hear Fredo. And the fucking ballet guy, I'm going to play on my, my own business. And he says to me, are you supposed to be here? I didn't fucking work. To afford that membership, and I can't even breathe. I'm sorry. The fuck you are. Get out of here. Shut up. Hold on. The other time you got upset with us, I wish Alan Orton was sitting right here. Yes. Well, we'd play clips and we'd take the swear words out. Yeah. And Alan would have it so good where you'd hear shh, and then you'd hear the slight beep, and then the T. Yeah. And it then, was shit. Yeah, it was straight out. He was saying, like, you can shit. He'd be, fuck. And Sniff, I swear, I can hear fucking shit when you guys play those. <laughs> don't say that. Alan went to Syracuse. Yeah, don't. What are you talking about? It's in your head because you know what he's going to say. That's the magic of radio, yeah. Dave. Do you think we would do that? We, Alan knows what he's doing. He's really good at his job. Don't get into his head. Dave, don't he'd, be a mark. He'd be, okay. He'd walk out the door and you and I'd fucking die. He'd Dave, do it again. You're as dumb as the guy in the car. I'm telling you, I hear it, and you're going to get us a fine. You're not getting anything. Did you hear the beep? The beep. <laughs> you think we're just putting it in there to mess with people? Stay fucking shit. I don't know what we were thinking. We did we're it. We're on a major station in the United States at a young age. People yes. are like, what the fuck did put those two young guys on there for? And here we are. We're fucking around, playing shit and fuck. You understand? Messing with the FCC license. Yeah. In 2018, while I almost fucking went to Mexico, I'm a fucking idiot. You understand? I'm having a goddamn meltdown on KFMB every night. I absolutely did not know right from wrong. And I just brought you down. I, Dude, I, if we have sniffing here, we got to do a top five things when you almost were fired. Oh, yeah. That top five could be the top Volks, 15. The Volkswagen, the cussing on Dude, the, 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 the... I mean, calling the listeners stupid. The... We're giving away the Volkswagen? Yeah, we'd been on the air like 70, 71 straight days. At least. And we were giving away a Volkswagen. We've told this. Yeah. And it was painted. Horton loves this. We were, it was painted so stupid. Like this Volkswagen was painted like laughing. It was painted like off of um, off the Spy Who Shagged Me. They did it from That's like Austin Powers. Yeah. That's what it was. Still stupid. <laughs> 
And so, uh, yeah, Dane, Dane Cook Volkswagen in Benita. But we get this car. It's worth you know, $14,000, so we got to fucking pay it off. So they made us read the liner three times an hour. You only. I didn't read it once. No, yeah, you didn't read it. Yeah. T-shirt text like, yeah, shocker. <laughs> so we've been on the air. We started as a weekend show, and then we started following Hank and Kevin because it's 98 and the playoffs are going on. Yeah. So I think uh, – or Kev was already gone. It was yeah, just Hank's show. It was. So Hank was, what, 4 to 7, and we were 7 to 10? Yeah. So – now we're on Saturday and Sunday. We're doing Aztecs. We're doing Padre pre-pre-games. And Chargers. Chargers. But I got to keep reading this fucking liner. Hey, don't forget, coming up on November the 2nd, and this starts in like August, three times an hour. And it's about 45 seconds worth of copy. Hey, don't forget, coming up on November 2nd, it's going to be a great day here on 760 KFNB as we give away the Brand new 1998 Volkswagen Bug, painted in these beautiful colors. Just like Dave said, Austin Powers, Spire Shag Me. If you go to our website, 760kfmb.com, you can enter right there. Make sure you become a frequent listener. All kinds of prizes to win. But don't forget, the contest is coming up November the 2nd. Get registered tonight. Same fucking shit. Yeah. Okay, 15 minutes later. Read it again. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Next hour. Read it again. Read it again. Read it again. So we get, I mean, using my timeline, I, whenever it was, I fucking have read this thing a thousand yeah. times. And uh, we get to like October 31st. And it's, hey, don't forget, uh, coming up November the 2nd. And I go, that's day after tomorrow. You jackasses. <laughs> <laughs> and Palais looks at me like, what? And I was like, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. And Horton's scrambling to dump it too late out over the air. I'm like, oh, fuck. We're fired. <laughs> I, it just blurted that's, out. That's where I was like, play a record, play a record. Play, was that that show? I'm yelling at Horton, play a record. Because we're only records, we're AM. Shut the fuck up. He's getting oh. all mad at me. <laughs> we had like, he panicked, couldn't find the fucking dump button. I'm yelling, play a record. <laughs> and we had like 17 minutes before our break. Because <laughs> Sniff set up this ridiculous clock where we came on at like 59. So we're going to sweep the quarter at the top. We're going to sweep the quarter at 15. For this stupid bullshit Arbitron rating system. Because goddamn Jane and Carlsbad and Vera were listening. And uh, and I'm like, yeah, coming up November 2nd. It's day after tomorrow. You jackasses. Oh, sure, Jesus. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't know why you would say it to them. Like, what are you yelling at them for? They haven't done anything. Nobody's done anything. I just lost my mind because I've read this same thing. Hey, don't forget, it's brought to you by Dane Cook Volkswagen. Make sure you go to 760kfmb.com. You can register. Make sure you become a frequent listener. And don't forget the code of the day tomorrow with who? Huddo and Hud, uh, Jack and uh, Jack and Paul. Jack and Paul. Yeah. Charlie and Harrigan, Jack and Paul. I never understood that. <laughs> right. 
Uh, Charlie and Harrigan will have your code in the morning and then, right? Yeah, it's, it's the ridiculous. same shit. Read it again. God damn, it was like Midnight Express in there. You always had that notebook. They gave you that white notebook. Remember? You just yeah. sit there and scroll through it. Yeah. Read the whole thing. Hey, don't forget, Sunday night, nothing better than closing out your week with Hooked on Trivia, the radio game show. Mike Cook's in here each night from 6 to 9. It's the radio game show, Hooked on Trivia with Mike Cook. It's in your head forever. Yeah, it's, it's brought to you by Bill Holland Stocks. Yeah, fuck. Read that one. All right. Okay. <laughs> Who's the other fucker? A Dr. Dog. Dr. Dog. Dr. Dog almost killed me. Got super pissed. Remember that? Remember that day he lost his fucking mind? Yeah, he was a little Because he always, dude, I had no idea the story. Did you know the story before I called him yes. out? Yes. Oh, sorry. Everybody knew it. Everybody who cared with a heart. So Dr. Dog always ended every show with, when you get a chance, go hug a fireman. Right. Beautiful. And so I, he sat in my seat. So, show ends. We've got a few minutes for him to get his shit out of the way. I put my stuff down. I have to plug everything in. Use my own computer. And I said, hey, dog, how come you say go hug a fireman? Oh Shouldn't God. it be go hug a fire hydrant? You dumb fuck. You motherfucker. Right. Let me tell and he tells me the story about how he almost died and a fireman saved his life. He lost his shit. Yeah, because you're mocking him. I'm not a mind reader, weirdo. He smelled like goddamn flea powder. I'm fucking 100% <laughs> not lying on that. That is true, dude. Admit it. He smelled like he was just full of flea powder. I will not say that. Guy wore a fucking heart fucking collar around his neck. <laughs> fucking jerk. <laughs> Is he alive? We, well, it was bad when he got it mixed up and he had that mist collar on. And every time he started the show, he's getting sprayed in the face with menthol. Well, good evening. Get the goddamn mist collar off, dog. And then who were the. Uh, who was the guy. Who was the guy? The fucking fishing guys were the That's worst what guys. That's it was. They Kevin. were the worst guys. No, it, not the guys that are on 1090. No, no. The not guys Pete on Gray. KFMB. Right. Because that guy would come in. And, and talk mad shit. Hey, look at the phone lines. And remember the one night I told him? Hey, if we were doing one hour a week, tough guy. What do you got? Four calls? Good for you. Everybody <laughs> on wants a to Sunday. know. On a Sunday. On a Sunday night. We had them. We had the uh, home remodeling people. Yeah, that's right. A little weird. That girl, hey, that lady was a little weird. Oh, yeah, she was real weird. Yeah. Oh, what's going on? What's going on? The Chargers just got kneeing the balls, okay? Why are you cross-eyed? Yeah. How many cats do you own? <laughs> right. <laughs> you come in here and start telling me how to stain a deck? Did you goddamn see what just happened here, Kathy? Did you? That was her name, right? <laughs> it was Kathy. I don't know you pulled that one out. Fucking like 25 years ago. Yeah. It's so much different because then you get to Monday through Friday and you're dealing with uh, Rod Page. Yeah. Old friend. Super weird too. Oh. Super weird guy. The weird guys worked on the weekends for sure. <laughs> you and me. Yeah, I know. I know. You're two fucking weirdos. Uh, okay, hold on. So that those are, there were a couple, dude, where you lost your mind. The one that I remember was... Where it sniffed, the only time I can remember really calling me in early and going, hey, Oh, yeah. We're going to have to let Jeff go. <laughs> what did Jeff do? I stand by this bit completely. I completely don't remember. I remember it had something to do exactly with the Chargers. You do? And I was yeah, like, What yeah. do you mean you're going to let Jeff go? Like, this show is just fucking, it's starting to go crazy. We're starting to do really good. I stand by the bit. I'll tell you exactly what I have no what idea happened. what the hell happened. I'll tell you exactly what happened. And it worked. But this was Dean and AJ, uh, not AJ, Dean and AG being pussies and 
making poor Bill Johnston have to make a call. Okay. I had been in Philadelphia. It was right after... Uh, it was not after 9-11. Yeah. Winter of 9-11, because it was cold as shit. We got Horton all fucked up the night before. He was throwing up in the trash can. Whole game. Sorry, Al. <laughs> well, he's not going to get fired now. He's eating bananas at T-Wolves yeah. games now. He's fine. Yeah. And Hank, Hank and Ted come in. It's at the old Veterans Stadium watching the World Series tonight. I went out the night before. It's me, Alan, my roommate, Laura, and we're in downtown Philly. Yeah. And we're hitting it pretty hard, right, first time. And I'm like, I got to be on the air. 7 a.m. Pacific time the next day. Because remember, we did like that crazy long show. But it's 10 a.m. Eastern. It's like 9 o'clock in Philly, 9.30. And we've had Jaeger, Goldschlager, whatever, drinking and beers. I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. Where are you going? (laughs) I'm like, dude, I got to do the pregame show. Who's going to set up the pregame show? Well, I hope you do. (laughs) So I leave. Oh, get out of here. We're going to get cheese. I don't know. They probably went to get cheesesteaks. Who knows what they're doing? So I go back to the hotel. Dude, I'm hammered. Yeah. It's a four-minute walk. It takes me an hour to get back there. And But I get up the next morning, and I go out to the vet. I get up to... I've never been there. Yeah. So I got to try to figure out how to get up. Then uh, How far was the vet from your hotel? Do you remember? No, I don't. But I, I think I went out... I don't know if I went with Jerry McGee. I oh, felt like Jesus. there were guys yeah. that were going early. So I feel like I feel like McGee, maybe Jeff LaValle from Channel 10. And, <laughs> I haven't heard of that name in forever. Right? But but when you traveled and they knew, like Jerry McGee was so great because he knew that I hadn't done those. So, hey, be in the lobby at 8. I'm leaving. All right, fuck it. I'll be in the lobby. <laughs> Sounds just like him. Right? <laughs> so I'm 95% sure it's me and McGee. Maybe Canapa. So we go, and I get up to the booth, you know, credentials, the whole thing, and Horton's just fucking... Was he already there? Yeah, he had to set everything up. Yeah. And it's cold as shit, because it's... Yeah, it's December. And there's no windows. And it's Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you think about how the press box was, Dave, at um, Qualcomm. Yeah. Same thing. You're just down the football side, but there's no windows, and he's just fucking... <laughs> so... He's like, I, I got to go get some oatmeal. I'm like. It sounds like Alan. Right. So he gets He leaves. Did he find oatmeal at the vet? Yeah, can you imagine? It's all cheese whiz. <laughs> Armpit. Right? Armpit hair in it. Who knows what the fuck. Hey, take this dirty spoon. <laughs> and uh, so I'm just sitting there on an island at the vet because it's you and who knows, probably Paul Martinez. But you're you're back yeah, in I'm San Diego, so you can take the calls and yeah. throw like it's fine. So Hank shows up, and uh, hey, we're sorting. I go, oh, yeah, bit of a long night. And Ted shows up. What's going on? And Al looks like he just literally walked out of the ICU. He comes in, <laughs> and so he's chugging water, bananas. Trying to get my boy up for this. And now it catches up with him again. <laughs> fucking Hank turns around. You and I are on the air. Yeah. You and I are doing the pregame show. 
But Hank is where Tommy Lasorda is. Hank yells at him. Are you going to do this all game? He yells at Alan for throwing up. <laughs> and I don't have a cough button. I don't have shit. Horton's hung me out to dry. I'm on this island. So I'm doing, we've got the headset mic on. The Troy Aikman. Yeah. Dude, I am fucking double fisting, trying to cover the mic because I can't breathe. And it sounds like, <laughs> you know. Hey, get it together. Ted, Ted doesn't even turn around, does he? He's just looking straight ahead. Yeah, because it stinks in there. And so you're like, hey, when you look at the Charger defense today, I'm like, Charger defense? Look at fucking Horton. Who's that this trash can? So, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So what, what got you in trouble? Oh, so, so <laughs> I was like, what the fuck were we doing? Where are you going? <laughs> yeah. So the Chargers lose that game. That's right. They lose to the Eagles. Shocker. Who saw that coming? Right. And so I have to fly back Sunday night after that game. I fly all the way back. And now that Monday, the next day, and we probably, knowing KFNB, I probably had three stops. They probably stopped me in Wichita and fucking, uh, where else? Salt Lake City? Before I finally get home. <laughs> so I get home, and now you and I have to do Monday Night Football. At Paula Casino. At Paula Casino. What a pain in the ass. But when I was there, I booked us a, a, a guest, a, a Charger guest. Yeah. I booked a guest. Now I fly home. Yeah, because the first hour of the show is the Charger Power Hour. Power Hour. Yeah. From Paula. And I fly home. We're getting ready to go on, and Horton says to me, um, Chargers canceled the guest. And I got pissed. And the point that I made that night, and I would make it this night too. Okay, this now is I why remember the, this now. Yeah. This, this is why the Chargers were wrong, and I was right. I said, the Chargers canceled the guest tonight. Yeah, you said it on there. Yes, and I said, when you cancel the guest, you're sending the message to... To us and to the fan base that we're throwing in the towel. I said, I'm not throwing in the towel. Dave's not throwing in the towel. Al's not throwing in the towel. And you guys aren't throwing in the towel. Don't cancel the guest. We're all in this together. We can get through this. But you start pulling the plug on things, and people are going to look for other things to do. And if you remember, yeah. driving home was Mark Banker, the defensive coordinator. Yeah. And Mark Banker called in and said, hey, guys, I got you. And we had a blast with Mark Banker. And I said, that's what we're talking about, Mark. We're all in it together. We got this. We'll win. Everything's fine. And the Chargers got their feelings hurt. Yeah, that's right. And and hated the idea that I outed them for pulling the plug. And I probably was way more amped up because I was... Oh, you were pissed. Oh, I was really pissed. Yeah. But I was probably... Yeah, I probably fucking crossed you, the line. You were also sleep deprived. Yeah, I had to fucking get water and fucking apple cider for Horton. Oatmeal. Trying to throw it to the coaches show, Mike Riley. Hey, uh, yeah, but that that one I thought for sure I was fired. I was pretty sure I was. He fired. did. That's the one. The one time I great. remember him calling me in. But Billy Johnston was yeah. great, and I'm like, what the fuck? Bill Johnston, who I love, and Billy and I had a bunch of dosy does. Hey, what the hell are you doing? I go, ah, fuck it. <laughs> and he just said. And Bill was great. Bill just said, hey, man, that kind of shit gets me. And I said, hey, man, I got you yeah. covered. And, and yeah. I got I, you I, covered. Look what you called Dean. Hey, don't get on Bill. No, I think they just, uh, 
I, I think Stan just wanted to hear that we were still we were still pulling in the same direction. Yeah. But I, I made my point to him. But yeah, I was probably Dude, we were so... Dude, we were fucking exhausted, man. We worked so maniacs. much. Maniacs. Flying cross country. Dude, I lost my shit in Paula Casino over fucking Rick Roberts and his boat. Oh, dude, that's... And a, shark attacks in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just was... Like, we, we were completely, like, felt like you'd stayed up four days in a row. Every show felt that way. Yeah. You were just fucking tired, yeah. beat to shit. Rick Roberts... I remember... Hold on. This is what I remember about Paula Casino. The one moment that stands up more than anything. I hope Alan listens to this fucking show in one Who of let flights. the dog out? The who let the dog out guy. Single single dog. Yeah. He was the, like Korean. Yeah. And, and he stand was playing, on the chair. And, and he yelled, playing, who let the dog out? Yeah, he's playing Pie Gal. Yeah. And he screamed in Paula Casino, who let the dog out? <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> I remember, though, fucking the show's going to, remember, we'd get there, we'd go to the buffet, we'd oh, eat, because so they fed us. Mm-hmm. It's a long goddamn drive. I don't know how often you drive out that way and you pass it and you're like, holy fuck, this was a long drive. Dude, it was a long drive for me from La Costa. Yeah, yeah I'm coming from here. Yeah. And we'd go out there and I remember literally, dude, just like you said, just deadbeat fucking tired. I remember we were doing so many shows that the color of my skin in the mirror was like white. Like I looked like that movie Powder. Yes. Like I was like, dude, I haven't seen the sun in forever. I look so bad. I remember dropping weight. I look terrible. Yeah. I was aging quicker than you can imagine. It was, it was nuts. And so, uh, dude, I think I was 28 and I found a gray hair. I'm like, what? Is that a gray hair in my head? Yeah. Um, so, so I'm sitting there at the table where Alan has everything set up. And I remember, like, felt like I was going to fall asleep to sit in the chair. Yeah. I think you were next to me, somewhere near me. Yeah. And all of a sudden, here comes Horton running like Forrest Gump. Oh, Cup. my God. Remember that? Yeah. Because yeah, Horton fucking didn't know how to play blackjack. Right. And he fucked up the whole hand right. for the whole table. And we were going to fight. And that dude was fucking chasing him around the fucking casino, trying to catch his ass. And we thought we were going to fight. Yeah, we thought we were, On the <laughs> for sure. We were about to, fight. <laughs> we were about to fight. That's what stands out to me more than anything. Of because Horton's not a fighter. No, Horton, he was a runner. <laughs> he looked like a, and a bleeder. He looked like that kid Lance in the Michael Landon movie that wet the bed. Yeah, <laughs> and he was running home because his mom hung the sheets out. You got to be a certain age to remember that movie. Remember that movie? Dave? I do remember that movie is the most terrible after school special ever. Yeah. This kid Michael Landon played and it turned into be like an Olympic runner. Yeah. Cuz his mom was such a bitch that he wet the bed and she'd hang him outside so every all his classmates could see it. And, and then they showed the sheet. Yeah. Like, I don't need to see it. I'm 11. <laughs> and so fucking Horton, David and I are just sitting there Paula like he went for IV. We're yeah. exhausted. Dave, you want another piece of baklava? Goddamn great. It's free. They covered us. You want another one? That's pretty good. I might go over there. Baklava. Remember? Oh, dude, I remember 100%. I'm just trying to think how many people know what the fuck that is. They it's so know. Funny. Dude, we... It's that chalky dessert. Yeah. We're just sitting there hanging out. And Rick Roberts is on with his voice that he loved. And these red light cameras. <laughs> and, uh... They were like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? The best lead-in we have? Like, we have any say in anything, right? Such radio icons. We're 30 years old. So stupid. And all of a sudden, Dave's right. We look up, and, and we're like, we got like three minutes to go. That's our producer. Ian Rose. I'm Ian Rose. And Ian would always yell down, our, uh, down the talk back into our headphones, I'm going in! Yeah. <laughs> And uh, 
Dave and Jeff are next. Remember? Yes. Dave and Jeff are next. And all of a sudden, we're like, fuck, dude, I forgot. And Horton comes sprinting. Sprinting. And we're like, what? <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> I said to Dave, dude, we're going to be in the middle of this show. Yeah, fighting. And we're going to have to fight. Yeah. For him. 100% true. This story is 100%. It's the one thing that stands out in my mind more than anything. This fucking guy ruined a whole hand of blackjack, and they wanted to kill him. Uh, can I can I tell the VA story? You can say everything now. Fuck. Everything's done, right? Yeah. We have no connections. We're going back. <laughs> so, I mean, there's two things that, that Ello has done. Like, I didn't know this show's just going to be radio stories, but fuck it. They're fun. Yeah. Uh, so, Ello, I've told this story that when Jake Peavy was getting yeah. traded, and he said, if they trade Jake Peavy, I'm going to rent the U-Haul, and I'm going to drive it down, to, and we're going to fill it with dynamite, we're going to drive it down to Petco. And, <laughs> and then they made a promo of it. Yeah. Chris Ello tomorrow, blowing up Sports Talk Radio. And you're like, that's a fucking terrorist threat. This is after Oklahoma City. What yes. are we doing here? Chris Ello's pissed. Is Jake Peavy getting traded? If they trade Peavy, I'm going to get... <laughs> I'm going to get to you all, and we're going to load it with dynamite, and I'll blow it up. Chris Ello's going to blow up your afternoon tomorrow at noon right here on Extra. Nobody listens. And I go, huh? They're two little kids. Fuck. I can't go work at Big Five. So... Fuck was I living? La Mesa? I guess I was living in La Mesa. So Carl Armstrong, I drive over. I go, hey, what the hell is that? What? I got the Ello promo. Oh, is it outdated? I go, dude, you just said you're gonna blow up Petco Park. Get that thing off the air. No nobody heard it. Nobody yeah. we never got a call. Nothing. That's why I said to Dave, Rosie. We're dead. Probably fucking Ello. <laughs> Elston. <laughs> right? Who yeah. are the guys that we talk to every day? That's true. I didn't say anything to B-Dub because Brian Wilson was our program yeah. director. I didn't want to fuck him up. Rosie followed us. Then it was Ello. Yeah. You, me, Costa, Rosie. Yeah. And I feel like Elston was in there too. It was like, we had a goddamn promo where the guy says, I'm going to blow up the fucking ballpark. We got the voice guy, Chris Ello. And nobody says shit, guys. We're fucked. We are fucked. Bill Pugh hates all of us. We got no chance of going there. Sniff's got Laura Ingram on. Where the fuck are we going? Hey, let's call Brian Long in Palm Springs. He's a great guy. Fuck no. So then we get through that. And this is the thing that I miss. This is the other thing. Like, we could tell you this. So we used to do... Um, Bud Bud Light College Football Saturday. Yeah, that's right. Remember these? Yeah. So you would do Bud Light College Football Saturday, and you would go all around. Most of them were in PB. Yeah, you go to were. the tavern. You go to the Navy Bar, right? The one that's right on the beach. Um, the other one, you go to Mission Beach, like all these things. And like what people forget is, well, we never said it. I don't know that these guys, I never hear anybody doing college football Saturday. Dave, you know it because you yeah. did a handful. 
you go, man. It's $300 cash. Yeah, to watch a half of football. Yeah, you're there from 8 to 10. Yeah. And you're there in the Michigan bar. All right, everybody. Uh, everybody hang out. We're going to give away a copy of Dan Patrick's book. Fuck you. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who has raffle ticket? One, two, three. Hey, shut up. If anybody wants Dan Patrick's book, I don't even know if Dan wrote a book, but... <laughs> Hey, we've got a. Uh, hey, fuck you. <laughs> I wish we had a camera here to watch you look. You just look both ways at the garage. What? Uh, raffle ticket six seven nine one five six nine. You win a Stacy Taylor KLSD denim shirt. Who? <laughs> Stacy Taylor. Great. Turn your mic off, Dick. Okay. <laughs> Like, it's nobody it was terrible. Nobody cared, but then you'd leave and they'd give you 300, 300 bucks, bucks cash. And then invite you back next week. Yeah, coming back. To a different bar. So then, <laughs> um, then we started doing viewing parties at uh, Viejas. So we would go out, we'd do these charger viewing parties, and the charger viewing party at Viejas was 500 bucks. Yeah. So you would go out. Now, that was the entire game. Yeah. So we would go out, and and Viejas was a big sponsor, and we'd go out and, um, dude, there were cool prizes. We we're giving away iPods, and then at halftime, this is the first time I remember anybody. Did you ever do one of these? I don't remember this one. I remember. Is this the one where Ello got fired from this? Yes. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so at halftime, um. They would play cornhole. Yeah. And it's, a, you know, throwing the baggies. Yeah. Well, what you realized really, really quick were the people that were hanging out were tribe members. Yeah. So if they want to fucking play to 10 and they're supposed to shoot twice in a row and then shoot six times in a row, who gives a fuck? They're the ones hosting us. Yeah. And, dude, they were unbelievable. Same thing, Dave. Food. Yeah. All day, eating like champs, and you leave it. You got 500 bucks. Yep. So, all of a sudden, I get a call, and Ello and I, Ello would do like two, and then I would do one, because he had been kind of grandfathered in. So, I was like, all right. So, whatever it is, 20-week season, I was on the books for like seven. Ello was on the books for like, you know, 12 or 13. And uh, so, we're about six weeks into the season. And I get a call from promotions. Are you available to do Charger football for the rest of the year? Well, dude, I got two little kids, man. That's so hang on. So I said to my wife, I'm like, hey, you cool if I do Charger football for the next 12 weeks? It's fucking six grand. Yeah, you're in. Do it. Yeah, I'm in. What happened? Yellow just got ran out of the ass. <laughs> Do you remember what he said to insult them? I, I think, I think he was he was just joking. Yeah, everything's a joke. No, but I mean, so it's not. Well, he was fucking around, and listen, there there might have been, oh, may not have been ginger ale in the cups, and I I got to be careful because I don't I don't know for sure, but I think he hundred percent was just fucking around. Because they changed the rules on the fly. And you're playing for like an iPad. Oh, or Jesus. You, Did you call them cheaters? 
No, no. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. Chris didn't do anything like just fucking around busting balls and they didn't like it. Yeah. Hey, it's fucking random. Like Charlie Manuel. Ah, out. <laughs> so now I show up the next week and you know me. Hey, everybody. Great to be back out here at Viejas in the V Lounge. Uh, come on. Make sure you get your raffle ticket. I'm going to tell you this right here. At halftime, we're playing cornhole. And when I'm here running the show, anything goes. <laughs> no, you did not. You threw your hands up in there like you're a rock star. Hands up in the air like I'm the guy with the starter jacket at, at Qualcomm. Jesus. Yay. Yeah, fucking cheap pop, dude. I threw Ella right under the bus. Did Ella ever complain to you like, what the fuck? You took my spot without even like what? No, no, he, he, Chris was great because he was like, fuck, I was just kidding around. Yeah. And I said to all of them, I go, dude, he is. I love Ello. Dude, I've known Ello longer than anybody in this market. And I was like, he was just kidding. Duh. I was like, oh, okay. Hey, let's see where everything is. Listen, I'll cover it for the next three years. <laughs> I'll make $67,000. And then let's let's circle back here in 2022. Circle back. I was like, we want to say let's circle yeah. back. But um, yeah, fuck. Let's that was great. But dude, the the side money that you made, the side hustle money, right? Yeah. You didn't make any money. I'm trying to think of what we who do we do? Oh, I didn't make any money telling you how great blue almond diamonds were or uh blue diamond almonds. Yeah. Well, here's the thing in radio that you learn later on and why you get an agent. No matter what contract you sign, they always say, dude, you're going to make triple that in endorsements. You never do. You never do. You don't, you make, you, there's some great things that we got in radio that were fantastic. But when someone says, I want you to sign for this number and you're looking at each other like, is this a little bit low? I'm yeah, more morning radio. Oh, dude, you're going to make three times that amount in endorsements. Dude. You're going to be great. No, you don't. Dude. You don't even make, you don't even equal your pay. Here's the other fucked up thing. So, what year did we go to 1090? We went there 1090, we went in 2012, 2012. right? So remember this one? This is a great one. We'll, we'll out some more people. Who yeah. gives a fuck? This is fun. It's a bonus Tuesday night show. So 2011, 2011, we I... Did, we did fill-in shows for that. Well, that's what I was getting summer. at. Yeah, 2011. So this was really cool. I've told this story before. When I left 1360... I went to work for a company called Clinch Gear. Yeah. And I started an MMA radio show with Steven Quadros. And we brought it to 1360. And we paid 800 bucks a week to be on. That's about what these guys pay. At least that was the rate at the time. If you're wondering, like these shows, they call them colon blow shows. They're all telling you how to keep your colon clean. And uh, they all pay about 800 bucks a week. Yeah. Was well, the correct term rate. is barter shows. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we all call them colon blow. <laughs> So, I'm um, I'm doing it. Quadros and I are doing it on um, thirteen sixty, eight hundred bucks a week, and nobody was listening. Yeah, Darren Smith, God bless him, calls me and goes, "Look, man, I don't know anything about MMA, but I like that show. Cool. What do you, What are you paying? This is fucking while I'll be loyal to Darren to the end." And I said, "Dude, I'm paying eight hundred bucks." He goes, "Holy fuck." I go, what are you guys getting? And I think the going rate on 1090 at that point was about 1400 When he comes back, he goes, uh, he goes, fuck, man, it's about 1400 I go, dude, I can't swing it. He goes, all right, I'll be back. So he goes, Darren, 
Smith goes to the sales staff and says, get him in here at 800. And they fucking did it, dude. That's why Darren is the man, right? Because a lot of guys in this town wouldn't fucking look out for you. And he fucking looked out for his buddy. And he said, we want that show here. And, dude, as soon as Quadros and I got on 1090, Sirius XM finds out about the show and says, hey, we want you on Sirius XM. We're not going to charge you anything. And then AFN, Armed Forces Network, said, hey, we want you. So because Darren opened that door, for a year and a half, we did that show on Sirius XM, yeah. and then we did it on AFN, and we're on in 144 countries. And as they said, we'd read it in every promo, every ship at sea. And we had to leave 1090. But I'm forever indebted to Darren for doing that. Yeah. But we're on. We make good relationships. I did with uh, the sales team, Jerry Donatio and Jimmy Sheen and all those guys. Tex Winner and uh, all the guys at 1090. So at the end of 2011, everybody's got vacation time. So Scott and Billy Ray have vacation time. Darren's got vacation time coming up. And this is the other fucking great radio bullshit move. So Jack Cronin was program director. Remember that? Because it was one one of the thousand times that they'd blown Titino out. Yeah. Jack used to be my my, uh, intern when I was at ESPN. Mm. Yeah. So Crow's the program director at 1090. Yeah. So Crow reaches out. Dave and I have not done a show together. By the way, it's Tex Meyer, not Tex Winner. Oh, Tex Winner is a former fucking NBA coach. Triangle. Yeah. No, I didn't work for him. I worked for, <laughs> I worked for Tex Meyer. So, uh, so Cronin calls me yeah. and says, hey, what do you think about you and Dave doing some fill-in shows? And I said, man, that would really be fun because we had always wanted to be on 1090. Yeah. <clears throat> and he said, yeah, let's figure something out. Darren's going on vacation. Scott and Billy Ray are going on vacation. I think those were the two, right? Yeah. Two weeks. Darren was out one week, and this was in at the end of December. Yeah. So they it was basically 10 shows. Week of Darren shows, week of Scott and Billy Ray. So you go, okay, yeah, let's do it. So they started getting excited. I don't know if they had cut promos, but word did start to get out that we were going to f- come back, fill in for Scott and Billy Ray, and fill in for Darren two different weeks. So we're getting to be about two weeks out, and Crow calls and is like, ah, oh, this is great. You know, we're excited. I said, hey, cool. I go, by the way, Crow, what's compensation? Uh, what? I go, what's compensation? Dave and I need to know. What are we getting paid? Long pause. <laughs> Dude, I know exactly where I was when I called you after this. And he goes, uh, oh, we just thought you guys would want to do it for fresh tape. That was it, fresh tape. Fresh tapes, the biggest fucking line ever. And anybody can play this back at iHeart. Everybody who fucking knows. And it's not Crow's fault. It's not like Jack. No. Jack did. And in all fairness to him, he was just a young kid. He was. And a fucking great dude. I was like, Crow, you're telling me the fucking board ops getting paid, the phone screener's getting paid, the traffic lady's getting paid, you're getting paid. But you want Dave and I to do 15 hours of content one week, 20 hours of content the second week, and we're not getting shit? Well, you know, might be able to get you some drink tickets for Southwest. Remember that? Frozen. 
just for Josh Rosenberg. They did not, Crow did not offer us drink. Tickets. No, he did offer something shitty though. There was gift it was, cards. It was gift cards. Yeah, gift cards for like Sherry's berries, shit like that. <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I go, hang on. So, dude, it was it was that bar that bar restaurant. It was uh, Press Box. No, it wasn't. Um, fuck, it's up there in Del Mar. Everybody went there in radio. Ah, fuck it, I can't think of it right now. Where? Damn it! They have all the beers and shit. They have a bunch of beers. Um, oh, uh, Carl Strauss. It was Carl Strauss? Yeah, that's like, what it was. It was like Carl two two hundred dollars in yeah. gift cards for Carl Strauss. <laughs> that's what it was, dude. By the way, they wanted us to do three weeks. Remember, right? There Scott was a- and Br went on vacation for like all three weeks of December. They did one week and then they took off the rest till the next year. Right. So it was two weeks of Scott and Billy yeah. Ray and one week of Darren. Yeah. I thought it was three yeah. weeks. You're right. So, yeah, what the fuck is that? That's 40 and then another 15. 55 fucking hours. <laughs> for Carl Strauss tickets. For Yeah, Carl Strauss and a couple of fucking... Uh, Great. A couple of we, drink tickets on, on oh, Southwest. You want to work 55 hours for calamari and beer? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, we're like, Crow, no. We're not fucking doing that. What? Like, we're not fucking working for free. <laughs> Fuck's the matter here? But we ended up doing... We ended up doing three shows. Yes. For Darren. For Darren. Because <clears throat> I was like, hey, yeah. I wanted to hook Darren up. And B, we didn't want to get up at four in the morning. That's true. And I think we got the $200 in gift cards. Yeah, we right? did. But for three days. Yeah. We didn't give a shit. 15 hours. Yeah, we had a good time. Yeah, we had fun. And Tony it, Gwynn came on. Tony Gwynn came on. Mike Tuck. Uh, I don't know on those shows. Tony came Tony on for a show. Tony did come on, yeah. Yeah. Tony always came on every show we did first. He was great. But, yeah, that's the other thing, how radio works yeah. on these guys. And that's why, like, uh, Steve and Ben were off last Friday. And that's why you hear a national show when those guys aren't on. Because none of these stations pay anybody to come in. And yeah. finally, people have figured out, like, yeah, we're not going in to work for free. Yeah. You dick. I think when we started talking about this exactly one hour ago, yeah, I think we were trying to compliment um, Dave and Cookie. Is there anything else you want to say? Um, yeah, I mean, those guys, when, you, when you're in this market for 32 years, yeah. the impact that they made. But I think, Dave, for me, what I would say about those guys is when we got fired from KFMB because we wouldn't break the union, one of the first guys to call me was Dave Rickards. Yeah. who I had never really met and said, Hey man, I'm really sorry. We had a really nice conversation. And then we got fired at 800. He called me again. And then we got fired at wherever the third place was free FM. And he called, he goes, how many times am I going to have to make this call? Um, That's funny. He'd said the same thing <laughs> to me. He, he always, he always stepped up. Like, you always heard about Dave being kind of just really quiet. He is. You know, Dave's really to himself, really quiet. Not a bad guy. Just Great to, guy. He uh, appreciated his own time. He's kind of like, I, I, I'm not going to compare him a little bit like Letterman. Yeah. Where when, when the show was that. on, as good as anybody, when the show is off, you leave but, him alone. But he always right. always found me. At, at bad moments in my life, he always found me. Right. And, and I think, and look, man, for me, Cookie, I'd see around town, see him at, basketball games or other things like that. But like I said to Cookie today, what he did for me at that time 15 years ago 
I right. It, it can't be can't be repaid. Yeah. And he's always been great. But I think Dave, for us, the thing that we probably like about this stupid show is I think this show got respect of our peers, the guys that did it. When Jeff Detrow comes in, when Dave comes in, uh, when Cookie came in, those kind of guys that like this show. Yeah, fuck. It was great. Yeah. And I remember he he said something one time when we got blown out. It was funny. He did a whole thing. Like a friend of ours sent the tape, and I should have kept it, but well, we never kept anything. And he was just really nice. And he said, you know, the thing about this business is um, it's all about timing and it's all about being at the right place. And he said, that's a show that just for whatever reason hasn't quite been in the right place. It was right after Free FM. Yeah. Because the Free FM show was kind of an industry show. Like they, all the guys got off and then we'd be on it from 10 to whatever. 10 to 1. 10 to 1. And dude, that was really cool. Like, as much as I appreciate everybody who listens, it's the guys that, you know, when Darren told me when we went to a high dive and uh, I said, dude, why do we do this all the time, right? Like, why are we in this? And Darren said it. Uh, it's my favorite line. I've repeated it a thousand times. And he said, you know why we do it, man? He said, we do it because it's the energy when the music starts playing and your thumb is poised above the red button to turn it on. And he said, we all do the same thing. He said, we all go left shoulder, <clears throat> and then we fucking go. And he said, dude, until we find something that matches that energy in that second, he goes, we'll always come back. Yeah. And it's those guys, men and women, you know, LaDonna and Co. and the rest of them, Sue DeVincent, that all, like, Sammy Bass, dude, right? All those guys that... um that I understand what that is, what Darren summed up. Yeah. It's that when your fucking thumb is there, it's live, you have no script, you're rolling, and you're like, all right, fuck it, here we go. Right? You got guys yeah. wanting to get you fired. <laughs> you stay stupid shit. Um, yeah, it's that it is, th that's unmatchable. I would have never guessed 25 years ago, basically, when we started working together, that not only would we not be on doing radio, but at the same time, a radio is not the place to be. Like, we... Yeah. Literally, like, I always talk about Canapa kind of joking around, but 100% serious. Canapa is going to retire when the industry is over. Yeah. Like, he's going to work when the newspaper business is done, and it's yeah. about done. Yeah. The radio business is about done. It's just the way it is. It's not the, those, those stories that you told. Well, they know it. I mean, yeah. I mean, come on. They know what it is. I mean, dude, I'm, I'm working this uh, Bolt City podcast, you know, mm -hmm. doing talking Charger football three times a week. It's owned by Odyssey. Yeah. Odyssey's literally creating companies to go against what they're known for, which is radio. They're they're knocking themselves out. They when, know what the future is. Radio's over. I, I told you the other day, I have not listened to the radio in forever. I can't even tell you who hosts any of these shows anymore. I, I don't uh, listen. Is a re Look, man, money talks. Yeah. And if the money was right for the DSC, they're staying. Right. It's not just this just happens. Steve Hartman doesn't just leave. This right. is the industry. It's over. And it's, it's sad, man. It's well, sad. It was because it was a great time at one point, but it has changed dramatically. It changed here in San Diego. I think all of us will tell you Yeah. when J-Core took over. Yeah. And it, go, man, it's not the same where if you, things didn't work out, you just go to another station with a different owner down the street. It family owned. Yes. John Lynch owned it. Leon Parma owned it. There were different companies that owned it. And you had that opportunity. Dave, you mentioned it. And, and anybody who has Sirius XM, if you're a Stern fan, 
There have been two interviews in the last couple of weeks that I found so incredibly fascinating. Charlie Puth was so fucking good. I'm, I'm shocked to even listen to that. It was. Did you listen to that? And so I did hear part of that, but I'm shocked you would listen to that. Dude, he was great. Did you? Were you aware of who he was before? Yeah, I mean, I knew, okay. I knew the song, okay. but I, but I, I didn't, you know, yeah. the song. I'm, I'm shocked Stern even put him on. Dude, so good. And then last night, he went, or yesterday morning, he went 220 with Springsteen. Yeah. <clears throat> and they were talking about careers and the whole thing, and it was funny. Stern said. Uh, he said, you know, they were talking about it and they said, you know, we were able, Stern talking about radio, Springsteen talking about music. He said, you know, we were able to do it when it was fun and it wasn't corporate and in the whole thing. And by no means would Dave or I try to compare what we were lucky enough to do to that. But I absolutely understood that because those nights at KFMB, when we worked for the Myers family. Yeah. Um, like it, it was family, right? I mean, we look at that and you know, Hank was there. Um, you know, Stacy Taylor was there, those kind of guys. But, but I think the ones that we related to the most were on the FM. Yeah, of course. And on the FM on star at that time were Jeff and Jer with Laura, Laura Kane. Um, Tommy Russell was there. The new guy was there. Jagger and Christie were there. Um, Jen Sewell. Jen Sewell was there. Ricky Morton was there. Um, and just, you know, Mike, Brian Wilson, a bunch of those guys, and I'm probably forgetting a handful of them. But to be there at that time, uh, our friend Dominica, right? Yeah. Uh, just so many cool people, Tony Martin and others that went on and did other things. And for us being kids kind of coming in and learning, man, it was great. It was absolutely well, great. Yeah, And now... Yeah, the times aren't coming back. I mean, that's, Dude, that's I look, it. It's over. I look at it right now, and, and really the youngest guys, and I don't know how old these guys are, but to me the guys that I look at are John and Jim, uh, Jimmy Russell and, and Schaefer, because I don't think they were what we are, which is 30 and 28. I don't think they're quite there, but they can't be far off from that. But they're doing their thing yeah. in iHeart, Right. But when we walked, we had Channel 8. We had Mike Tuck down the hall. We had Leitner down the hall, right? We had all these kind of people across the hall. We had Jagger and Christie. Yeah. We had... You know what's funny? As, you, as you're saying this, and, and I'm looking right at you, so I know you take pride in these names. I, this is how, you, how much time has passed. Yeah. People always tell me, they go, I don't know who these people. Yeah, but they're people that do. They're, they're like Peter knows. Pete, yeah. Point, Pete and Point Loma knows, but... It's really fun. I mean, time, it goes like that. It does. And when you talk about John and Jim, as good as they are and as much as they enjoy it, yeah, they got on the train too late. Yeah. It makes me, I'm, yeah. I'm happy mean, they're on it. Yeah, but I mean, those guys are killing it because they're talented, but they're get, if, if things ever change for them and then go, fuck, man, this is a sinking ship. Yeah. They're good enough to do continue their Padre stuff because oh, yeah, they, sure. they've, they've killed it. They're talented guys. As you said, though, age-wise, it doesn't make sense where they're at. The Dave Shelley and Chainsaw thing today should scare the hell out of anybody still in radio. Yeah, I would. Because if they can go, anybody can go. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I would agree. And I, I just think for us, uh, today was kind of a drag. Yeah. Right? It was surprising. It definitely was surprising. I don't know that I'd say it was surprising because you see what iHeart is doing. Um, and it's just, you know, it's different. But it doesn't change. Look, uh, 
you see the post and you see, I put a couple of things up and people write, my morning commute won't be the same. It's, it's these kind of things. And I loved all that. But then. How many people wrote, I don't even commute anymore. I'm at home. Yeah. <clears throat> but then um, you just look at, and I think Dave, for me, what I looked at is just how lucky you and I were to work in an industry where we got to know those dudes yeah. and got to know them at a level like we did and to have them just genuinely be as nice to us as they were. That's like, the thing is they were good guys. If they were assholes, this last hour would have been spent ripping the fuck out of them and good riddance. Hope they fucking, you know, Dude, did you see, uh, the worst, did you but see they were Costa? really good guys. No, what did you write? Oh my God. So I write, uh, <laughs> I write on Facebook, like congratulations to these two dudes, uh, personally and professionally. They mean a lot to us, and we thank them. And Costa writes, keep walking. <laughs> Rickards fucking used to tell this story about Mike, and we'll bring it up to Mike when we see him uh, December 1st, that Rickards used to always say that when they were on and it was, um, fuck, where were they? It was six. It was 690, but it was like all the 690 or 1090, but they were never on one of the, where would Costa have been that, like they weren't doing sports. Wait, what was Costa Mike? would see them in the same building? Yeah, Costa. Oh, six ninety yeah. was in the in the yeah. iHeart building. Well, no, well, also thirteen sixty was there when they were there. But this is this is before you and I got yeah. over there, and it doesn't matter. Whatever, Mike was in the building, but uh, Dave said that he would go over to the sports pit, and he'd go over there, and it'd be fucking Costa, Elston, Ernie, you know these fucking dummies. And Rickard said he'd go over, hey, guys, what do you know? And he said Costa wouldn't even look up from the paper. It would just tell him, keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the best, man. But, yeah, dude, it's, it's I mean, Chris Boyer yeah. and uh, and Sarah Beebe, yeah. who, when we worked there, Sarah Beebe answered the phones. And when Crazy. you showed up to get your tickets to go see Clint Black, at Saquon, Sarah gave them to you. Yeah. Really cool person. She is. And fucking Boyer, I was telling people today. We took a group of listeners out to Miramar to the go-kart track. You remember this? Yes. And we didn't know Boyer at all. And Boyer showed up out there. And whatever the deal was that we had where everybody could do like four laps or five laps, Boyer fucking arranged it for everybody to basically just have unlimited driving for the rest of the night. Yeah, I remember that. Like we we thought we had the track for like an hour and Chris heard that we were going out there and just showed up and is just like that's the guy. Like Bromo has yeah. been a friend forever. But people hear Boyer on the radio and they're like, Oh, this guy, he's that it's a fucking character. Yeah. He's genuinely such a nice guy. Yeah, when he shows up and they're like, Hey man, the place is yours. Chris made the call, it's covered. Like Fucking who does that, Dave? <laughs> so, yeah, man, I wish uh, for Chris and Sarah. But, dude, you talk about big shoes to fill? Wow. It's a tough one. That's definitely a tough one. I got to tell you real quick, I just brought up that Bolt City podcast. One of yeah. the guys I do the show with, I do it with Josh, and then I do it with this guy who's in Indiana, okay? Yeah, Mario. Mario. He's 23 years old. Mario says on the show last Sunday, okay, if the Chargers play the Falcons this Sunday and Keenan Allen does not play, because the, the show is on video. Yeah. I'm going to punch myself in the face as oh, hard Jesus. as I can in the square. What? And I'm looking at him. I went, dude, have you ever done it before? 
And he goes, I have done it before. And I go, when? I was in Mexico. There's oh this God. big guy who wanted to kick my ass. So I thought my best plan of attack was if I punch myself in the face, he's going to think I'm crazy and he'll leave me alone. And I, he goes, I punched myself in the face. And he goes, the whole right side of my face was sw- swollen for weeks. And my teeth have never been the same. What? So I said, what, what, what did you tell people? And they say, what the fuck happened to your face? He goes, I told him I punched myself in the face. I go, why don't you just say someone else punched you? Who punches himself in the face? So he said he's going to do it again this Oh, my God, I'm watching. If Keenan Allen doesn't what? Keenan Allen doesn't play. Keenan Allen's only played basically a half and two games this year. If he doesn't play because of his hamstring, he says he's going to punch himself in the face as hard as he can. During the show? During the show. That's a hell of a fucking... That's a fucking hell of a lead line. Yeah, I really hope Keenan Allen does not play this. I, me too. I, I got to see this. But I like that kid. Oh, he's a great kid. And I'll say this too. Like, look, this is the other thing. Dave mentioned this. I don't mind saying this. Odyssey owns a lot of radio stations yeah, in this town. A lot. We mentioned this. The way the Bold City podcast came together yeah. is the guy who runs Odyssey hired me at Sporting News Radio in 2002. A guy yeah. named Matt Nahagian, and I love him. Been buddies for 20 years. So when they wanted to do yeah. that show. I got a story for you after this. It's story. Finish what you're saying. Yeah. But he said something about you the other day. It cracked me up. Go ahead. Nahagian? No, the kid Mario. Oh, okay. So uh, Nahagian now runs all of Odyssey yeah. Sports. And... So he said to our other buddy, Danny, as they're trying to fill these shows, I hope I'm not talking, I'm not talking out of school. No, right? not at all. Hey, we need a Chargers podcast called Dave and Jeff. Yeah. So they reached out to me, said, hey, do you want to do it? Timing wise, it just wasn't going to work for three shows a week. It worked out perfectly because the chemistry with Dave and Josh and Mario, it's a super fun show. And I, I say it as a Raider fan, but I enjoy that show. Including the other day when Dave completely crossed the line. I did. Pause. Oh, oh, that line about Derrick Henry. God, what are you doing? I'm like, but the one thing they said was, hey, let's get Bolt City on the air. And that is a certain point. Let's talk about doing the Dave and Jeff show. Yeah. I, I think I mentioned this when we started hyping Bolt City. But one of the things has always been is that this show could end up on the Odyssey Podcast Network. It yeah. may not. It may. That's not a lie. Yeah. When we talk about 1090, is called us numerous times to say do the mornings. And financially, we couldn't make it work because I'm not working for free. It doesn't mean I don't like Bill Hagen and I don't like Scott Kaplan. The numbers don't work. When we've talked to other stations, whether it was L.A. or San Francisco or Atlanta, yeah. there's no reason to make it up. I don't, I'm not applying for jobs. Neither is Dave. But even if this was to go to Odyssey, yeah, I Dave and I know this. I can't. We can't go to ten ninety. As much as I like Bill Hagen and 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 Kaplan, I love because uh, he's just a fucking maniac. And I think just we've never really had the chance to work with him. We can't do this on ten ninety. Yeah, no way. We can't. I don't know if Odyssey would want it to change, but to come in and to be able to tell you the Elo story, right? Both of them and Viejas and Costa and all those different things. This is what I like doing. Yeah. This is the show I want to do. I don't want to go 
Nobody's called us from 97.3 or, or fucking nobody's going to call us from 760. That's fine. Let all those guys do their thing. I hope they kill it. I hope they have successful deals. This is by far the most fun. Oh, I agree. It's been a blast. It's, it's, I love doing it. So Mario, okay, out of the three of us, Josh isn't a full-time Odyssey employee. I'm not a full-time Odyssey employee, but Mario is a full-time Odyssey employee. Okay. Like he works for Odyssey when he's not doing the Bolt City podcast. In Indianapolis? A, out of Indianapolis, yeah. Okay. Dave Smiley? And so, <laughs> so he's out of, out of Indianapolis. Nicest kid going. He's 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 man right up my alley as far as young kid, a lot of energy, loves yeah. loves broadcasting. But we've given him a shot to be behind the mic. He's, he's not, great. He's not behind the mic on other shows. I knew it. This kid would be great. And he does so many things that crack me up. He tells me a story off there the other day. He goes, I'm listening to the Dave and Jeff show. Oh shit. Okay, this is before I even met him. Yeah. And he goes, Jeff announces that you guys are doing the show. And I'm going, fuck yeah. I'm going to work with these two guys. They're a blast. You know? <laughs> yeah. Super excited. I'm going to work this as nothing about being on there. Just the fact he's doing a Chargers show producing for you and me. Right. We were putting him on though. And we, yeah, but he didn't know us and didn't know that yeah. was our plan. No one told him, hey, dude, you're going to go on there. But yeah, we knew it. He didn't care. He just right. wanted to be part of the show. Be like, do the, do the work behind the scenes. Right. All excited. He goes, dude, you don't say shit. Talking about me. Yeah. And he goes, I'm getting nervous that you aren't saying anything. And I go, well, I didn't say anything because I haven't signed a contract or looked at a contract. You right. know, Jeff announced on there that we we're going to do this show. Yeah. Old uh, city. Yeah. He goes, super excited. And then I'm going, shit. And then Jeff goes on Nick's show. I'm not fucking doing it. And I'm like, fuck, I'm going to be out of a job. <laughs> what am I going to do? I got a roommate. I got to pay my rent. Fuck. Right. Fuck. He's freaking out, dude, that you backed out. He just told me this Sunday. Yeah. Dude, I'm dying, dude. He goes, I'm panicking. Oh, no. He goes, you don't fucking ever flip your cards over. I don't know what the fuck you're thinking. <laughs> dude, I love that kid. He's, I swear. I love that show the way it is. It's great. There's nothing I would have brought. I'm a Raider fan. What am I bringing to that stupid Here's show? the funniest goddamn thing about this 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 guy, by the way. And again, he's a great I don't worker. want him to punch himself in the face, oh, but I will oh, watch if he's going to do punch it. in the face. Okay. I've never, look. If, has anyone ever asked you straight out, do you have special needs? No, right? Yeah, no. No. He tells me he gets this all the time. What? He was at a wedding, a big family wedding, <laughs> oh, no. and his aunt said, Mario, didn't you still have special needs? And he goes, no, right in front of the whole family. So I'm like, oh, my God. I'm laughing like you are. Josh is like, dude, calm down. Like, he's telling me, dude, calm down. I'm laughing as he's hard as Jeff is. He's in a confession, and you're yeah, laughing like I'm, I am? I'm laughing. Then he oh, says boy. to me, we go, hey, uh, you have a serious girlfriend. Yeah, I've been dating the same girl for five years. Okay. And I said, you going to marry her? And he goes, well, my future mother-in-law asked me if I had special needs at dinner the other day. And I go, how often does this happen to you? He goes, all the time. What is going on? That's dude, this I guy said. is perfect for this show. Dude, that's, that's he I'm is telling. perfect for this that's show. Dude, he's, he's radio gold, dude, as they would say. This fucking guy, dude. not even trying to be funny, it's hilarious as shit. Dude, I like that guy. Uh, Bolt City Podcast, when's the next one? We just did one today, so uh, okay. it, will be, it will be up um, tonight or tomorrow, and then, of course, leading into the game. But anyway, great kid. Man, hey. it's, it's a lot of fun. But you scared the shit out of him, basically, is what he told me. Okay. Um, so I'm looking at Twitter. You want, you want to hear yourself on the radio? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Our friend Padre's fangirl yeah. has a tweet that came out two hours ago. I haven't seen this says, I'm dead. I've never hated a man and laughed harder at the same time. I did hear this. 
I don't know what it is. Okay, go ahead. I haven't heard it. You'll laugh. I laughed when you played it back. I don't know if I laughed during the show as much, but I laughed when she played it back. It's at Dave Jeff Podcast at Jeff Dots at that Dave Pelle. Hang on. What am I doing here? I don't know. It's your old phone. Yes. Yes. So for the first, I don't know. Oh, no. Nine people, cash only, get that Mariah Carey tailor made pool. It'll be great. Tell them Fangirl sent you. <laughs> oh. uh, today, again, this is a special request from Padre Fangirl. She said, look, this isn't for me, but you have a lot of guys in your audience. And She said, I feel like you were kind of grasping for straws recently when you're doing the celebrity pool. I said, yeah, that's probably an accurate observation. So she said, you know one you should do, especially right now at Christmas? Why don't you do the Mariah Carey pool? Fucking right. <laughs> You should do that year round. You just stopped it. Oh. Yeah. Why? Mariah Carey's a goddamn treasure. Hot, right? Yeah. Hot as s'mores. Big drink of water. Yes. Yes. So for the first, I don't know, nine people, cash only, get that Mariah Carey tailor-made pool. It's a fucking nice pool, Dave. Oh shit! God damn it! Sorry, guys. Can't work my phone. <laughs> My phone. I'm an idiot. I'm so stupid. Yeah, now oh. I got this brand new phone showed up. I don't know what to do. Should I keep it? Should I get rid no, of it? Go with the new one. All right. Something bad's gonna happen anyway. That's uh, true. Go ahead. Hey, speaking of pools, we do want to mention Alan Taylor. Alan Taylor's the guy you want to talk to when it comes to the pools we were just talking about. And again, we talk about them all the time because it's San Diego weather and the weather is always fantastic. How great would it be to have the option of having that pool party year round? Ask about available financing, Taylor May Pools, 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. Ask Alan Taylor about a pool that could be ready for you in 2023. You know, Dave, the thing we skip over, and we've said it, we've said it for the entire run of the podcast, is the element of the grotto. Yeah. Like, why do we just dismiss that? Like, that's not the baddest thing rolling, Right. Yeah. Think about guys. Let me let me throw a couple of names out to you. And I'm going to say, do you think this guy in his pool had a grotto? Okay. <laughs> do, I want I want to know if these guys, because I think there are people that are looking to buy a pool and they go, well, that's kind of cool. But I think we can up the ante a little bit. Dave and I have not rehearsed this. He hasn't heard any of the names. There are no hand signals or notes. I'm going to give you a couple of names. Just Let's go five names. Okay. I'm just going to pull them off the top of my head. And you tell me, yeah, either this guy had a grotto or he didn't have a grotto. Okay. First one, Jimmy Kahn. Oh, yeah. 100% yeah. grotto. Yeah. Yes. Right? George Hamilton. Oh, yes. Grotto. Yes. Evil Knievel. I'm going to say no on evil. You think he did? Goddamn right. You think he did? Okay. Goddamn right. He probably, in his grotto, probably had live uh, volcano lava. <laughs> Like, he didn't have an easy day. Um, lead singer of Depeche Mode. I don't even know what that is. I'll say no. Yeah, no. No chance. Uh, so, again, and now we'll go... Uh, Vic Tabak. Oh, yeah, he's a grotto guy. <laughs> I'm trying to think of guys in the 70s. Yeah, he's a grotto guy. Um, let's go uh, Tracy Morgan. Yeah, Tracy Morgan would be a grotto guy. Grotto guy. Um, all right, let's try to do two more. Alan Alda. No, what are you pausing? No. I'm trying to think, Alan Alda. I'm trying a to grotto. think. Grotto, we get lost in there. 
trying to think. You're, you think Alan Alda, you're putting Alan Alda with Jimmy Conn? Get a hold of yourself. No, I'm not saying he's a coxman. I'm just saying he might have a grotto trying to be a coxman. No chance. He's got one of those ropes that are like blue and white intertwined yeah. across. Like, dude, it's your family pool, okay? Not the YMCA. Who's, who's, not the, who's the guy? Robert Conrad. Grotto. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> not even close. What are you talking about? Okay, that's what I'm saying. So when Dave and I are like, hey, you can get a pool and you can get a design, you can have the grotto, you can do... I, we apologize. We From now on, yeah, I think you nailed it. From now on, when we talk about tailor-made pool, and don't forget to ask about the Robert Conrad grotto. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck are we doing? It's like it's day one around here. Get it together. Oh, my gosh. Hey, when I mentioned Brian Curry when it comes to real estate and grotto finding the perfect home, I guarantee you Brian's a grotto guy. The perfect home, Brian Curry is your guy. Again, Brian's a guy that we've used for years, and we talk to him all the time. As my wife says to me today, I'm ready to move up to Encinitas or Carlsbad. I want to live near my sister. I'm like, what the fuck does that <laughs> How fun will that be for you? Yay. Like, what, what? Wait, what? Yay. That's I'm not- calling Brian. I go, do not fucking call Brian. <laughs> All right? Just hold on. Just wait a week. Dude, it'd be great. We could do four shows a week. You'd be yeah. 10 minutes from I'm it. I'm just like, just wait a goddamn week and clear your fucking head for a second. Because what's going to happen, it's just going to be like, what was I thinking? And I go, oh. now Brian's out trying to find you the perfect home in Encinitas. It's nice there. I didn't say it wasn't nice. Everybody calm the fuck down. All right, let's think about this for a second. Don't bother Brian Curry just yet. Yeah. Good God, Rita. So uh, pull it together. But if you're ready to make there. that move and sell your home, Brian's the best guy we know. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. i this right now, Dave. We talk about a lot of areas where you don't want to live. For anybody looking at Encinitas or Cardiff, let me give you a couple of streets that are pretty nice. You could live on Newcastle. Newcastle's amazing. Probably half a mile from the beach. Very close. Easy to get to the I-5. Very nice street. Anywhere you lived on Newcastle. From Cardiff into Encinitas. Uh, I don't know that it goes as far north. It may become San Alejo, but it doesn't matter. Newcastle's a great street. I'll give I'm you a even- parking guy. Will I be able to find parking for 100%. my guests? 100%. I'll give you, uh, for your guests. I'm going to park in the driveway. I'm saying, let's say you want to come over and do a show. Oh, yeah, for sure. Let me give you another street, because uh, this is also positive. In Cardiff, tons of parking. Right by elementary school, again, close to the I-5. They've close to everything you need. King's Cross Drive. That's where I grew up, 1461. King's Cross Drive in Cardiff. Go by. You can pay tribute to it. Is there Beautiful a 7-Eleven right over there? 7-Eleven's right there. Santa Fe Liquor. Got in a few fights in that place. <laughs> it's all right. Good night. That's where Griff got hit over the head with the the magnum of champagne. I said that it hurt. He said, I didn't think so until the cops asked me what happened. And all I could say was, I hurt. <laughs> Shout out to Patreon subscriber Tim Griffin. <laughs> yeah, man. There's a lot of You're right by San Diego. Dude, there's a lot of good things. You want Third Street for Encinitas? Come on. Let's have some fun. Let's be silly. Arcadia. Anybody who lives on Arcadia Drive goes, God damn, I've lived the American dream. There's three streets for you. Brian Curry can find you. Newcastle, King's Cross Drive, uh, Moonavar. God, it's a blast up there. Yeah, find your perfect house. Tell them, uh, and, and put in that Robert Conrad grotto. <laughs> put, in the, put in the grotto. You got it. 
Dan Williams. I want to mention Dan Williams, of course, doing fantastic things to help you get out of debt, man. The smartest call you can make heading into the new year is to get ready to pay your taxes. You're going to have all those bills that are going to start piling up because of Christmas. Call Dan Williams. Don't stress about it anymore. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. God damn, it never stops. I paid the lawyer. I figured out how to pay the medical bills. Everything's great. And then guess what shows up today? Uh, six months. It's due. Auto uh, insurance renewal. Yeah. 600 bucks. Bang. I just told you I have two little jerks turning 15 tomorrow. Like, yeah. it never stops. What are you going to do, man? In a year from now, you're paying auto insurance for them and buying them a car. Two cars. God two more cars you got to buy. Oh, Jiminy Cricket. What's a guy to do? And uh, shout out to my son, Jack. Dan paid the, played the game today. It was pretty funny. Took the picture of Caden Jack. Did what I always do to you. He cut Jack halfway out. I saw that. And he said, happy birthday to Cade, the nice brother. I saw that. And I sent it. Cade loved it. Jack said, this is exactly why the Lions traded Hawkinson within the division. Because the guy's like Dan. Ripped him. Ripped him right at the heart. My sons love Dan Williams. Because he's, for a guy 5'8", he's pretty goddamn cool. So, auto... Oh, my gosh. It never stops for all stop of us. It doesn't stop us, man. We're all adulting. Right? Yep. That little shit Dan McAllister, it's election day next week. Did you get your ballot? Yeah, it's right fucking there. Boy, I tell you what, when his name shows up, aren't you like, you little beady-eyed weasel? <laughs> you little snake in the grass, McAllister. But I don't know who the other guy is. So I cuss him out. I'm like, well, I don't know. Voted for him again. <laughs> the hack I am. Yeah, Dan McAllister's probably the one guy out of anybody on that ballot, right? Yeah, that's funny as hell. Yeah, that's right there. No joke. Uh, you can see it right from where you're sitting. Yeah, that little that little snake in the grass. Uh, but yeah, not Dan Williams, Dan McAllister. <laughs> a little chicken face weasel. Oh my gosh. I want to mention Kyle Fluger again. Kyle Fluger's the guy to help you out with your computer needs, of course. Right now, you want to make sure your websites are working great. He specializes in websites. does a fantastic job. Make sure you call Kyle. Kyle, again, a big part of what we're doing on December 1st when we're having the Dave and Jeff show in person. You can come hang out with us. Please, if you're a fan of this show and you like us and you want a chance to see it in person, you can do great things. Get the Jake sandwich at Cali Barbecue. But at the same time, Kyle Fluger is a big part of making this happen as well. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. So San Diego State reached out to me today. They wanted to confirm 12-1. I am trying to change the date, uh, but I did commit to speaking to the class at San Diego State. So if I can change out of 12-1 to a date that works, uh, we will. Otherwise, uh, I got to speak at State from 6 to 7. My man Woody, so great today, said, Jeff, I'll meet you at San Diego State. I'll get you down to Cali Barbecue like a legend. Yeah. I was like, I can make it. No, the drive is get on uh, the 8, oh, 125, Christ. 94 East, Bancroft, Troy Street. I'm there. I'm going right. to need Lee King to hold me a parking spot, but I can't wait. He has a new parking lot. You don't even need that anymore. Is that right? Yeah, it's a big old parking spot. Man, 12-1. We're going live. Yes, we're going live. As, we're going live. We have not Ian done a lot. Huh? As Ian would say, we're going in. I'm going in. Uh, we haven't done a live show in a long time, yeah. and they're a blast. They're an absolute blast. So, come on out. I know our football league's coming out, Dave. You gonna cool. feel? You gonna apologize to Kenyatta? Why mm-hmm. I beat him last week? I, I think I think guys in this league are are not being nice to Key. Oh, they aren't. They've uh, they, I love villains have crossed the line. I like that. 
We're all family in here. We need to circle around Key. We know he can't draft worth the shit. No, he's the worst GM in the history of fantasy football. But he might also be and the most. he falls in love with every one of his players. He does. Yeah. Kenny and Drake, no fucking way would I trade him. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Who else do you want to talk about? And then you say anybody. Fuck you. <clears throat> guy's great. I'm not trading him. Bob calls guys fuckface. <laughs> That's my favorite part. It's unbelievable. <laughs> the nicest guy in the world. Dude. Calls you fuckface. People compliment his kid. Way to go, Dean. That's awesome. Yeah, you got something else to say? Fuck face. Just completely. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's literally my favorite thing. Makes I know. Makes me laugh every time out loud. Poor Jimmy Hughes. Uh, the whole thing. So uh, it's December the 1st. Is Flukes coming out? Of course. He'll be there. We should do it live from the roof like Sean always does it. We could be like the Beatles. I'm not doing that. We're going to freeze our asses off. It's December 1st. The fuck would we be doing up on the roof? roof. Yeah, how fun. We just sit up there. Everybody's like, where the fuck are they? I can't even see them. It's in the dark. Yeah. I thought they were John Lennon up on the roof. Get your ass down here, Ringo. I'm going to dress like Stephen Jobs. You won't even see me. Just my head. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) What? Guy fucking died of cancer doing cancer jokes No, Stephen Jobs always wore that goddamn black, like, uh, turtleneck uh, turtleneck shirt. I don't even know what I'm not doing cancer jokes. It sounded Where like did that it. come from? What well, that's what he died about? from. I swear to God, I didn't mention cancer at all. Wow. That's really nice. Most people think of Stephen Jobs, they think of the Apple, but you I think cancer. I thought it was just Steve Jobs. I, well, him and I go back, Stephen. Right. He was a cocksucker, too. You ever see those movies? He's always a dick. He was? Yeah, it was not a nice Was guy. it him or Ashton Kutcher? I don't know. He was a dick. That's true. <laughs> uh, did he have a grotto? No Probably. way. Fuck no. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right. How old are are they and how much are they worth? We have three of them for you. We're going November 3rd. Okay. Oh, Jimmy Hughes' birthday. There you go, Jimmy. You and Kendall Jenner share the same birthday. Kendall Jenner. um, 26? 27. Today, she's 26, though, as we play the game. 700 million. Dude, here's the deal. She's the poorest one out of all the the Jenners because she's the model. She's a supermodel. 45 million. Really? Yep. Oh, this is way off. Okay. Uh, November 4th. I'm sorry, I got three of these ones. All right, these are all ones I think you'll like. Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio is great. You said it the other day. I did. 60. Good job. Well, that's what I said the other day. 61? So, 61. I want to see if you paid attention. That's why I left it in there. How much is he worth? Uh, 40 million. You know what? I'm guessing you're right. This has to be wrong. It says eight. I'm oh, saying this yeah, eight no, was from before. Yeah, because he... Dude, those guys can do autograph shows and all yeah. that stuff and make dough. But he's I, executive I, producer, the new one. Yeah, he's got to be doing well. He's better than eight million. Matthew McConaughey. I like McConaughey. Esquire magazine cover story about his return to Evalde. My God, man, uh, he grew up in Evalde, and he tells the story about going back with the families and really? just being in that neighborhood. Dude, it's heart wrenching, man. I, I'm a are you a McConaughey? No, fan? I'm not. Really? Because every time I see him, I, th- I know I'm looking at him. Like, I never fall into his character. Dude, I he, was like, that's him. Do you ever watch Between Two Ferns with uh, Zach Galifianakis? Yes, I do. The, last night, I found the bloopers, the outtakes, and it's so goddamn funny when he's he gets Letterman laughing, but, dude, he gets McConaughey laughing, and he can't stop. because yeah, awesome. Because he, he says such rude he shit, does. and then Galifianakis starts laughing, and, like, I'm so sorry. I'm Did so he really? So I'm and, sorry? Yeah, then he said, uh, yeah, and McConaughey loved it. But it, it's outtakes with McConaughey, Charlie. Does he Theron. do Obama by any chance? The Obama one was so uncomfortable. Dude, the Obama one's so funny. But um, no, it's uh, Paul Rudd. Yeah, Paul Rudd's great. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, McConaughey. Is there anybody that hates Paul Rudd? Everybody loves Paul Rudd, right? No, and he's. I sent you the link for Hot Ones. You saw a lot of people yeah. jumped in on Twitter yes. and said Hot Ones. I sent you um, Will Ferrell. It's great. I sent yeah. you that one. You got to watch Paul Rudd, okay. too. There's about 30. And Sean yeah, Evans, Paul too. Rudd fan. Sean Evans, who hosted. So good. All right, McConaughey is going to be 56. 53. Oh, wow. 200 million. 160. Not bad. Yeah. Last one, because I know you watched the show, and he was on Saturday Night Live last week. Jeff Probst. Jeff Probst is great. I'm going to say 57. 61. Really? Yep. Dude, another producer of Survivor. I'm going to say 100 million. $50 million is what it says. Yeah. Probably a little bit more. Okay, here we go. We have five random questions. Now, so one of our listeners who listens to us, if you hang on to the show this long, and you listen to our random questions. We appreciate it that you hang on. Oh, this I love long. it. Yeah, for sure. It's the reason why we do these two games after the the advertisements. So we want you to hang around. But somebody sent me a clip of a, of a random question the other day. Okay. Okay. Told me to ask you, but I'm not going to ask. I'm just going to tell you the question that was asked. All right. Okay. It was in a video. Don't, don't look, I'm telling every other listener, don't ever send me these again. Okay. But I'm going to do this one to you because there's no right answer. <laughs> okay. It upset me to the point where I was like, I can't ask Jeff that question. But at the same time, I can't stop thinking about this question since somebody sent it to well, me. Hey, curiosity killed the cat. Let's hear it. Would you rather sit on a dick and eat a piece of cake or do you rather sit on a cake and eat a dick? That was the question. Neither one. See, why would you guys send that to us? We don't play that game here. No, but hey, you know what? <laughs> if you're out there and you're like, B, good on you. Good for you. That's fun. Again, I appreciate listening to the show, but fuck, it doesn't play here. Yeah. And listen, for anybody who said no, option A. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. It just, I guess it depends on if you're a cake or a pie person. <laughs> All right, here we go. Our yeah. questions. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Would you rather go without shampoo for the rest of your life or toothpaste without for the rest of your life? Oh, that's funny. That uh, two. Oh man. Oh, that's funny. That hit a nerve. Yeah, I know it's a tough one. That hit a nerve because when I was in the hospital, you couldn't you couldn't take a shower because I yeah. was IV'd. Yeah, you got holes all over you. Yeah, got six active incisions, and the toothpaste that they give you at uh, Scripps. Yeah. Is kind of like brushing your teeth with this baseball right here. <laughs> um, I just, who'd they just say? They just said a baseball player. One of the guys, I think it's Walsh. They just said when they were playing the Padres, somebody was watching, heard it. He'd gone like 60 days without washing his hair. Ugh, man. Wearing a hat for wearing a hat and everything? Yeah. And he's <laughs> always pouring water on his head because uh. he likes the wet hair look. It would have to be, dude. That's gross, man. It'd have to be shampoo, because I just, uh, dude. I'm I brush my teeth two, three times a day. Oh, I'm easily that much. I'm yeah, a, I'm a nut, man. I'll after every meal if I can, I'll brush my teeth. Yeah, but I tell you what, man, I cannot stand dirty hair. Like Me I, too. I wash my hair at least probably twice a day. Right, and they always say, like I had a friend who yeah. used to cut hair, and she'd always say, "Don't do it that many times." Yeah, three times a week or yeah. every other day. I think that's for women, though, man. That would say that Gotta shit. Be. But, dude, I, I tell you what, I was thinking about this after I wrote it down. I'm going, I can't go without the shampoo. I'd lose my mind. Like, I think I I'd jump like in Ted front of Kaczynski. a train. Yeah. I feel like I'm the Unabomber. Like, I'm just going to go somewhere and start writing my manifesto. Yeah. It, but toothpaste doesn't mean you can't use a toothbrush. 
If you let's say you went with the toothbrush and you went with like that crest uh, rinse, rinse, and you or you brush your teeth with that, I, I think that I dude, think I, I can't go, dude. What are you gonna do? Shave your hair head off? Shave yeah. your hair and just go bald? I mean, dude, you can't go around dirty hair. You'd smell. I know. You don't want to be the smelly guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and stink, stench. Would you rather use a fork or a spoon for the rest of your life? Oh, that's a good one too. That's a good one too. Um, it's funny. I was laughing. So I got a buddy that I work with who's just fighting back from diverticulitis. Yeah. He was also in scripts. So he and I were comparing war stories today about the fourth floor. And we were also laughing about the fact that things change. And I'm like, I can't tell you prior to two weeks ago, the last time I had chicken noodle soup, yeah. And I probably had it 11 times in the last <laughs> two weeks. It's so good. You couldn't have that with a fork. But then you go, but there's other days when you're like a chicken Caesar. Well, try to eat that with a spoon, moron. Try to eat a steak. Uh, yeah, steaks are off the, dude, I'm going to Toronto. I'll be in Toronto a week from tonight. And two of our dinners are at like two of the nicest uh, steakhouses in, in yeah. town. My buddies are like, ah, yeah, they probably got fish. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and I'm with six buddies of mine that are just going to be sitting there killing ribeyes and New York strips and fillets. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn it. I'll have the puffed wheat. Um, I think I'll go. Uh, I think, Dave, I'm going to have to say spoon. I think you got to go spoon, but it's hard to eat like even spaghetti. You can't even, what are you going to do? But I think you could you'd have to go spoon. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's a tough one. Yeah, no, that, I like that one. That's one of the better ones we've had in a while. That's a good that's one. That's a tough one. Would you rather wear a ponytail or a mullet for a year? <laughs> that's a good one. Dude, unfortunately, there's pictures that show up mullet-wise. Oh, that's bad. I've had but both. Po- <laughs> you had a ponytail? Oh, yeah, yeah we've you, seen that picture. You always picture. take that picture. The, remember, yeah. In 2020, I didn't cut my hair the entire year. One, one full yeah. year because of the pandemic. I said, fuck it. I enjoyed that year, to be honest with you. It was just not that I took the picture was a pain in the ass. Having longer hair sucked. And white yeah. hair wasn't long as a girl. But to have it touching your face, to have yeah. your hair touching your ears and your eyes, is what was fucking crazy. Dude, there's a friend of I mine. I could go mullet, dude. There's no way I could go mullet. There's a friend of mine that listens to this show who yeah. will remain nameless, um, who had a dad that worked as an undercover cop and had a ponytail. And we all knew he was an undercover cop, and we were like, dude, that's the baddest guy going. But I just know, like, if I did that, I'd be like, well, I'm not fucking one, one thousandth of as badass as that guy is. <laughs> I'd look like fucking Andrew Ridgely. He's dead. You're making Andrew Ridgely jokes now? He's dead? I think George Michael's dead. They're both dead, I thought. No? Is Andrew yeah. Ridgely alive? No, his career's dead. Oh, now I got it. Hold on, I got to look this shit up. Andrew Ridgely. Watch. I'm going to look at the type of It's going to go, what the fuck are you looking at him for? Yeah. Your phone just falls apart. Yeah, I'd have to go ponytail. Oh, my God. Dude, he's uh, dude, he's alive. Of course he is. Dude, he looks terrible. Uh, Watch. I'm going to show you a picture. That's him, dude. Whoa. How old do you think he is? 60? Dude, he looks to me. He looks like 75. He's 59. Wow. Jesus. He looks like when they use that filter. In yeah, age, that's it. what he looked like before. When you, yeah, when you that's when he him. was closing deals. Yeah, maybe not the deals we thought. Well, no. <laughs> Grotto. Yes. Yes. Of course. 
All right. Do you believe? Oh, what did you pick? Ponytail or mullet? Yeah, I'd go ponytail. Do you believe in reincarnation? And would you like to be reincarnated? This was really funny. That is a really funny question. The other day, again, I told you, I don't watch anything on my DVR anymore. I haven't yep. watched anything on my DVR in probably a year. Um, but I do find myself fascinated by these YouTube videos that show up and... <clears throat> I don't know what the algorithm is that I hit, yeah. but the other day I found one with, uh, it was Johnny Carson interviewing Orson Welles. Okay. And they started talking about reincarnation and people coming back. And he said, do you believe in it? And Orson Welles said something incredibly funny. He said, I've never seen anybody professionally that's done it at a level that I believe. And he said, because when you hear everybody that came back, they were always Cleopatra. Yeah, that was someone it, famous, right? Yeah, he's like, it was never, hey, I was Andy, the busboy at goddamn, you know, the yeah. chicken pot pie place on university. And I go, wow, that was a pretty good thing. And, and Carson said, this is so weird, because I remember as a kid, that movie Reincarnation of Peter Proud. Never saw it. I don't know that I watched it, but he brought it up to him. And Orson Welles said, why would you want to come back and try to, you'd spend so much of your time trying to tell people, like, Kevin can wait. Yes. No, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm absolutely, like, I've had, to, I shouldn't say absolutely, it's pretty extreme. I don't know, man, I've had a lot of things happen since Erica passed away that makes me feel like she's around. Like, I've talked to people a whole lot smarter than me, which is 99% of the population. Um. But reincarnated, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I like all that stuff, though. Yeah. I'm supposed to go. Here's the deal, though, dude. You live in America's finest city, and you live a pretty good life. Right. What if you're reincarnated to live in, like, an third world country, yeah. and it's absolutely terrible? Yeah, and I got to drink, like, lion yeah. blood. And you got, yeah, and you got to do that for the rest of your life. I'm not, do, I'm not doing yeah, that. I like I, lines. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe in. I, I don't know. I don't believe in it, and I have no desire to be reincarnated. Here's something weird the other day. Someone, someone's always told me this: that dogs can see, or animals can see spirits. Yes, you know? I'm. I'm absolutely convinced. My dog Ruby can see because she looks. It's weird in our place. Uh, she looks up and she looks off, and then she gets freaked out and she goes in the bathroom. Yeah, so on on uh, Sunday was, the reason we did the show Sunday, it was the anniversary of Jake passing. Mm -hmm. And Bama's on the couch right next to Rita, and she looks to her side, and her ears go up like someone's talking to her. And she will not turn back towards Isn't us. That wild? We'll call her name. She was, tail even started wagging a little bit. Yeah. And I even said to, to Rita, I go, I've heard this before. And yeah. I go, I wonder right now. Like, I wonder right now. Did she see something because it was so, so unusual? Yeah, I, I absolutely, with Rube the Wonder Dog, my brother and I laugh all the time. Yeah. That she, uh, she'll stop everything and she looks, she looks up to the right, like kind of a corner. Yeah. And she just stared. There's nothing there. Yeah. Looking at a curtain rod. And she looks, she looks, she looks, and then sometimes she'll go and hide in the bathroom. Yeah. Because it just, you know, she's not really a guard dog. Uh, she's kind of a sleeping dog. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, dog, I've had dogs my whole life. Um, and I don't remember it, but I, I've seen it this time where, like, she's just hanging out. 
Yeah. Right? Laying on her bed, facing north, and then something will rattle her, and she'll start facing west and staring, and, like, holds the stare for, like, a while, looking at nothing. Yeah, I think, I think, I believe on that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, I don't disagree. All right, here we go. I probably know the answer to this one, but I'm asking anyway. Sure. Would you rather live in a country, or excuse me, would you rather live in a place with a low cost of living but horrible weather or live in a a place with a high cost of living with amazing weather? Um, Which you kind of do already. Yeah. I mean, I love living here. That's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, it's very expensive to live in San Diego. Yeah, but I could, I mean, I go back. Could you go to North Dakota? No. What am I going to do there? Work at the feed store? What the hell am I going to do? The feed store. Yeah. All right. What am I going to do there? Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, look, I'm there twice a year. I'm back in a week in Toronto. Yeah. That's a major city. I know. But it's expensive there, too, isn't it? It is, but I've never been there when they've got 28 inches of snow. Yeah. When I'm there next week, it'll be cold, but it won't be 28 inches of snow. So it's easy for me to say, I could live in Toronto. Yeah. Then I go back in the summer. It's amazing. But um, what'd you say? Give me my two choices. It's high cost of living. Okay. But the weather's amazing or low cost of living and the weather is shitty. Yeah. I mean, I could never live in Seattle. Yeah. I couldn't do that. So yeah. Michigan. Could you live in Michigan? God, no. Ohio? Like, even Dan was smart enough to get out. Of yeah, both got, those places. Yeah, got out of Akron. Yeah, I'm not Straight doing out of Akron. Straight out of Akron. Not doing that. Um, when are we back? Um, you tell me. Uh, I think we're back Sunday. Okay. We'll come back Sunday night, but then that's probably it. Unless Josh wants to hang out. You guys want to do one? I don't know. But Josh I'll, won't be in town. All right. So, we'll be back Sunday and then we're shut down for about 10 days because I just, I, I used to love being able to do those shows over the phone. Unfortunately, it's yeah. just this, this trip is short and a lot of things going on. So we'll come back Sunday and then uh, give me 10 days to run to Toronto. And then uh, we'll come back and turn it on again. Good deal. All right. We'll talk to you then.
guy with the attitude, he better go away. A five-cent video game put a smile on my face. Last stop, the sign was paralyzed, but I ran it anyway. Soundproof fence and a handyman cussing on TV. What Californian cuts their own Christmas tree? Boy, you better watch out for that sneaky back screen door. I laughed so hard I cried. 